I want you to completely ditch the idea of selling ice to Eskimos being some great achievement of marketing, selling, persuasion. If you have a business, if you're trying to sell, you should not focus on this idea of becoming such a great persuader that you could sell ice to Eskimos. Because honestly, Eskimos don't need ice. They don't want ice. There's no good reason for them to buy ice. And we're speaking metaphorically, of course. But this whole idea of selling some, something to someone that they don't want, that they don't need, that they're not interested in buying, it's, 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 it's going completely the wrong direction as far as what will make you truly successful for the long run in marketing and sales. You are much better off selling space heaters to Eskimos, selling, selling something that somebody wants, something that somebody needs, something that they're already, uh, like selling a solution that people are buying already. And today I wanna to talk to you about how to create irresistible offers and specifically the number one question that you can ask and answer to create a great offer for yourself, for your business, for your clients, for your next marketing campaign. So let's dive in. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, so before we dive in, uh, today's sponsor, as usual, is me and Today in the description, I'm including a link for you to check out my Irresistible Offers course at BTMS Insiders. It's all about how to build an offer that your audience wants to buy. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. So if you're interested, if you wanna go deeper, check out the link in the description to Irresistible Offers. It's part of the BTMS Insiders training library where you pay one low monthly fee, you get instant streaming access to my entire catalog of copywriting, marketing, and entrepreneurship training. Check the link in the description. All right, so I actually, I, I'm gonna start with a little bit of a story. I stumbled into my first great offer selling my copywriting services. So when I was getting started as a copywriter, I figured out that some marketers ran these things called spec challenges. And you may or may not be familiar with them. It's where a marketer says, hey, we're looking to hire a copywriter to write a, a promotion, a sales letter, whatever, around this product, around this, this topic, right? So what we want you to do is we want you to write the beginning of that sales letter up to the point where you feel like we are just going to want to read more, where we're going to we're going to want to stay engaged and send it in to us. And if we like what you've sent us, we will hire you to finish the sales letter and to create the marketing around it. And so there were these spec challenges in my industry with the clients that I was interested in working with. And uh, I, I actually succeeded at these spec challenges. And, and when you got hired, what would happen is they would say, okay, here's, here's the sales letter that we want you to write. But also in addition to that sales letter, we need you to write an order form for this product. And here's some examples of order forms that we've used in the past. We need you to write some space ads. And here's some examples of space ads that we've used in the past. We need you to write some emails promoting, you know, linking people through to your sales letter. And here's some examples of that. And so they had this entire project structure. So they were hiring you 
to complete this, this project, and they gave you a list of all the different elements that were included in the project. And basically what I did was I recognized, you know, a couple projects into doing that, I recognized, you know what, uh, this seems to be a fairly consistent project structure. And then when I went to different industries, different marketers, it was still the same project structure, whether they were asking for spec challenges or they were just hiring me outright, it was the exact same project structure. And further, most of them, uh, the, at least in the industries that I was focused in, they had a fee plus royalty structure, meaning that you know they paid you a fee to complete all the work that was inside that project structure, and then you got paid a royalty based on sales generated. And basically what I did, I, I wasn't too clever here. I said, huh, uh, if, if these people are hiring people on these terms, maybe these should be my terms for my offer when I'm approaching businesses like this. And so it became my offer working with a lot of top marketers because I was trying to get in working with these top marketers. And so that the project structures were very similar. And so I stumbled onto that and it turned out to be a highly effective way to sell my copywriting services for my first, you know, five, 10 years in the business easily. And, uh, and mostly what changed, there were some slight changes through time due to things like the rise of the VSL and multimedia, uh, multimedia uh, media being used. So like video audio being used in addition to text on page sales letters, things like that. And also my fee went up from $2,000 per project to four to five to 10 to 12,500 to 15,000 to $20,000 per project. But largely it was the same project structure, right? It was still fundamentally the same offer, even though some details were changing. And it was just something that I stumbled into. I recognized like, oh, these people are hiring copywriters on these terms. So maybe that's what I should do. And that is my lesson for you, really. Uh, so, so the strategy behind this, like the first, in my irresistible offer training, I have a list of irresistible offer success factors. And the very first irresistible offer success factor that I give to you is making sure that you have market fit for your offer. What does that mean? Well, there is a group of people that represent your market that that are buying things already akin to the solution that you're looking to offer. And so the number one question that you need to ask yourself if you want to create an irresistible offer is what is my market buying already? What are they buying already? These people who I'm looking to sell to, whether it's clients that you're going to go out and try and meet or try to approach through LinkedIn or some platform or whatever, or whether it is people who are searching for a certain search term in Google, or whether it's people who have certain interests uh, as, as demonstrated in like Facebook behavior, et cetera, like whether you're paying for traffic or you're going out manually approaching people, or, you know, even if honestly, like even if you're looking for a job, let's say you wanted to be, you wanted to be a ditch digger and you've spent your entire life like wanting to be a ditch digger. Well, you probably don't want to go apply to work at Google as a ditch digger because they're not buying ditch diggers already. Like they're not hiring 
ditch diggers. So you would want to go to, you know, Ditch Diggers Incorporated that digs the most ditches, uh, the most uh, ditch miles in the Midwest or something, right? You would want to go to the people who are already hiring the people like you. You want to go to the audience that's already buying a certain solution and you want to provide something like that. Now, you don't necessarily want to exactly copycat, and I understand that, and I don't want to necessarily exactly copycat. Maybe, like, when you're getting started, it doesn't actually hurt to copycat that much. For example, my copywriting offer, right? It didn't hurt to copycat. This was the project structure that they were hiring people for, right? But basically, people in a market are buying a solution to a problem. They have a problem, whether that's some unfulfilled desire, right? Or some, something they would identify as a problem. They, there's something that they want that they don't have yet. And they are buying something to help them move towards that thing that they want. What are they buying right now? What does that solution look like? Is it, you know, is it a product? Is it a service? What are the details of the product? What are the details of the service? What media is, is it presented in? If it's information, what are the, the features of whatever product, right? What are the key components of that? What does the solution look like? What are the key components? What, what are all the details of the solutions that are being sold to that specific audience? And then ask yourself, is it enough to just copy that offer? And again, maybe getting started, it is enough to just make a copycat offer. I don't love the idea of just copycat offers, but getting started, it can, it can help you get your initial traction to just make some copycat offers, right? So is it enough to just copy? But then ask yourself, can you provide any advantage? If it's information, do you have better information? Do you have a better understanding of the problem or new details to the solution? If it's, if it's like a health product, for example, if it's a supplement, is there a different ingredient that actually works better to be the solution to the problem? If it's a financial product, is there a slightly different aspect to the solution that is superior to whatever they're doing right now. So what advantage can you provide in what you do, right? Uh, so how can you make the solution that it already exists better? Or how can you provide an advantageous solution versus what already exists in the marketplace? But still, it represents like if they're buying a certain solution, it still represents that solution. It's just it's just some alternative solution, right? And then do you offer, you know, something that's a, a more dramatic alternative approach? So a great, great chunks for thinking about this is uh, in the context of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial direct marketing, a lot of marketing companies, companies that are founded by somebody who their role is, is pretty, pretty heavily in marketing in the early days, they may have a complete do-it-yourself approach to marketing. So they may write their own sales letters or sales presentations, they may build their own funnels, they may whatever, like there's a, there's a do-it-yourself approach to growing their business. So is there, when I'm talking about do you offer an alternative approach, is there a done with you option? So you provide a better framework and you like give them some guidance, some coaching as they do the do it yourself, but they, they do it for better results with your assistance. Or is there done for you? So for example, you know that company that started off with the owner writing sales letters, 
if they have an external copywriter come in who is better, um, that allows them to more focus on their business from a strategic perspective and writes better copy and generates better results through the copy, then it's a done for you solution versus the do it yourself solution that that owner was doing. So do you offer an alternative approach, but still all of this falls under the solution that they're buying already, right? They have a problem, they're looking for a solution, they're investing in solutions right now, you are providing a solution to that same problem, but you're doing it in some way that is advantageous to them for choosing you. So if, if you wanna like step way back, if you wanna step way back and, and really make sure that you get this right, one of the things that you need to do before you even say, oh, like, I want to be a copywriter, right? I want to be a copywriter. I want to sell my copywriting services. Okay, I want, I want to get paid to write, right? You are much better off starting by identifying the market. So there are this group of direct marketers who use long form direct response. When I got started in financial copywriting, I recognized that there were people who published investment newsletter and investment advisory services, a subgroup of which published or used long form emotional direct response marketing to sell those investment advisory services. And a subgroup of those were interested in and actively hiring freelance copywriters. So what I was looking for was financial publishers who provided investment advice, who were using long form direct response, who were hiring freelance copywriters. And so I got very specific, identifying that market, identifying the problem or challenge that they're currently spending money to solve. So they're currently spending money to put new marketing campaigns, to put new big ideas out into the marketplace to acquire customers, right? They're currently spending money to solve that problem of getting new customers using long form direct response promotions, right? I identified that there were other solutions, other copywriters out there who were doing this. So there are other solutions that currently exist. Some of them had staff copywriters as well as external copywriters, right? So identifying what solutions currently exist. And then I used that as a starting point for my solution. So you identify the market, you identify the problem or challenge they're currently spending money to solve, you identify what solutions currently exist, including the ones that they're buying right now, and you use that as a starting point for your solution. And you have the, the, the groundwork of an irresistible offer because you can go specifically to those people and say, hey, I do this thing. And they say, oh, yeah, we're, we're already in the market for that. Um, can, can we talk to you? And that's way better than, hey, uh, I have some ice and I know you're an Eskimo and you have an entire culture going back tens of thousands of years that understands how, like, the, all the characteristics and properties of ideal ice for different scenarios and you use certain ice for building and you use certain ice for protecting your food and you use certain ice for all these different uh, applications, right? But I sell ice to Eskimos. No, no. Like, and there's an abundance of ice in your, in, in your environment. No, I'm sorry. No, that's not, that's not a great sales scenario. A great sales scenario is, Hey, uh, I, I noticed that you're using a smoky fire to heat your igloo. And I actually offer a, a solar powered space heater, um, that 
stores energy so it heats just as well overnight as it does during the day and there's no smoke and there's no fuel being burned and the environmental impact is minimal and it's a great way to keep your igloo warm okay like suddenly they, they, they have smoky campfire and i'm sorry this is like a terrible mischaracterization of eskimos i am sure but it makes the point it's a metaphor right so some other examples, of course, like there's my copywriting example of that, that I've used throughout this, but it's not just copywriting services where this applies. So for example, one of the things that I noticed is in the investment newsletter world, there's this constant ebb and flow of different ideas that enter the market. And suddenly there's all of these promotions that are created around this idea. So artificial intelligence was one big wave uh, the the internet of things was one big wave 3d printing was a huge thing uh, streaming services was a huge thing the death of cable there was uh you know of course crypto and meme stocks and now nfts and these these alternative investments that are outside of the marketplace and of course when the precious metals bull rally was going on like that was a huge thing and you were much better off and in like on a higher level by the way on a higher level there's the fear and greed cycle and usually when the market is down and has been down investors respond to fear-based promotions protecting your assets it's actually the exact wrong time to buy that stuff but that's another topic for another day uh, but but during that fear cycle investors buy fear-based messages they buy based on fear-based messages at the peak of the bull market like last year when uh, when when tech stocks were extremely overpriced everybody was buying any any promotion that went out about tech stocks people are excited to buy right and people buy what they are currently buying they buy more of it and so i see that i saw that in investment newsletters and the trends and the topics you would choose it you're you you always want to kind of ride the front of that wave like a surfer has to ride the front of the wave you want to ride the front of the wave of a new idea and then hop off that wave before it crashes on you and 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 you're not getting you know and, and you're not getting the sales that you would expect from it and you don't want to hop onto the wave too late either you're much better off hopping onto the next wave or the next wave um likewise i i i make music on my computer and one of the things that you'll see happen over and over again is if you start to buy like you buy one uh, instrument vst instrument for making music on your computer then you get another ad for a different instrument that has a slightly different focus a slightly different sound but it's still the same solution you're using your computer to generate noise generate musical noise right and it's like the next solution and the next solution and the next solution you don't sell vst instruments to a cellist right like somebody who is a cellist is more likely to buy another cello or to buy something related to their cello than a software synthesizer right unless they're multimedia multi uh you know musical creation environment right but it's the same thing like as soon as you start buying as soon as i start buying effects processes uh, uh, processors for for making music in my computer i'm getting more ads for 
effects processors for making music in my computer. Likewise, I sold backup backup power generators. Like I sold a solar backup power generator, but it was still focusing on that same solution. The power is going to go out. You're going to need electricity. And here is why this one is an advantageous solution. In our case, because it was solar and so there was no gas and none of the dangers of a gas generator and because it was built in an EMP resistant container, right? But it was still fundamentally that same solution providing power continuity during a blackout situation. Or like chips at the grocery store. People go to the grocery store, they go to the aisle where there's chips, and what you'll see is there's 10 different, you know, 10 different flavors of Doritos because they figured out that they can put nasty chemicals all over your nacho chips and you would buy more of them and they could put nasty chemicals that make your mouth react in different ways for 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 this one and this one and this one and this one and you'll line up and you'll buy all five bags, right? Or whatever the different type of chip is, it's it's just one after the other after the other because people buy more of what they're currently buying. So you want to create a great offer, look at what they're buying and create some slight variation on that. Likewise, there's like the information business, right? So they're selling information about how to do something. Well, a, a different alternative would be a coaching service based on that. Or you could go the other way. You're selling coaching based on how to do this thing. Drop it down to information. Like it's it's so wide open. But the whole point is that if 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 there are a bunch of people in a marketplace, and usually markets are a moving parade. So it's it's like there's a group of people in the market today, and then tomorrow it's a slightly different group, and the next day it's a slightly different group, and the next day it's a slightly different group. And so what you identify is patterns within that group. So there's a bunch of people in this market who are buying this particular solution to this particular problem. And how can I look at the solution that people are buying right now and flip it around, shift it, you know, do whatever is necessary to put my own spin on it, to make it my own product, right? Whether I'm talking about a physical product that goes on the shelf in the store or is delivered in, you know, via courier service, or I'm talking about a service that I sell, or I'm talking about whatever it is, right? Information, whatever. How can I look at what people are buying today and create some variation on it? Because that is setting me up for success. That's creating an offer that I know people already have a pre-existing interest in. And then from there, I can work it. I can create advantages around it. I can do it slightly different. I can make it my own. But still, it's based on that same fundamental foundation. Instead of trying to come up with a product and then finding the people to match it, it's saying, these people are buying the solution how can I provide that solution to them in a way that that serves them and serves me? And if you want to go much deeper into creating irresistible offers for your business, regardless of what industry you're in, what market you're in, whether you're selling product services, information, whatever, check out the link in the description to the Irresistible Offers course at BTMS Insiders. Reminder, you pay one low monthly fee you get unlimited streaming access to my entire catalog, over 150 hours of training, plus additional live events and more for members that I don't often talk about in these daily episodes. But it is all there at BTMS Insiders. Check the link in the description to Irresistible Offers. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Every day with every episode, I'm here to help you increase your marketing genius. And if you focus a little bit more on identifying what 
your chosen market is already buying and adapting your offer to that, that will demonstrate additional marketing genius for you in terms of the results that it, that it generates. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.